This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. So again, great to have you folks here today. We got a great service ahead for you, and it's going to really leave you thinking, I imagine, I hope. And, you know, we've been looking at this series, First Steps, and today is kind of the end of that series, and it's, it's not kind of looking at, well, okay, well, what's the last step? It's not that. It's sort of the end of the first steps. You know, that there's all these first steps we take, and, and we keep on taking them over and over again, and then we get to this point where, oh, now I'm really ready to take some first steps. So what we've been looking at is a simple paradigm. This is about the fact that we move these three phases from crawling to walking to running. And today is about running. It's about, about stepping on board. Like, what, is it, what does it feel like to really start to have that spiritual movement? And I'm going to tell you some things that, that might surprise you about it, I think, I hope. But I think that are valuable to share. And the first one is this, is, is none of the gifts of the spiritual life happen in isolation. We live in a world where that's, that's hard to communicate because, as Jenny said, we live in an area so connected and so disconnected at the same time. I, I feel it all the time for myself, and I imagine for my family, for, for those I love, the same way. And, and yet this idea of connection and gifts going together is, is really important. We reach for this, for these last kind of first steps of the spiritual life. So I want to share with you probably the most joyous journey. Remember these folks? All right. So you have a trivia pursuit question here. Can you name each character and what their gift was at the end of the movie? All four of them. All right. And online audience, you're welcome to text it in. We're going to put a 60 second timer up. Who are the four characters, and what was the gift each of them received as part of their journey together as a connected group? Go. Now, as we wrap it up, we'll go back to the picture, and we'll see if we can shout them out together. My favorite gift, by the way, was, was, uh, was Dorothy's. All right. From the left, the Tin Man, what was his gift? Heart. The Scarecrow. Brain. The Lion. Courage. And Dorothy? Home. Isn't that beautiful? She got home. She got home. And, and here's a miracle part, folks. It only works because they did it together. You know, that's so much part of, of this idea of that it's, that it's things we do together that give us the gift. That's why we do this thing called church. And it's why church, and one of the, one of the biggest dangers, I think, of church is, is that church just becomes a, a sort of a consumer activity done privately, where reality is, is we try as best we can to do it in community, whether it's an online or an in-person community. We try to do it in community. 
as part of that, folks, I want to tell you just a goofy, goofy thing. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's looking at the word nave. We're going to come to this word in a second. I want you just to th- have that word sort of parked in one sense of your brain. I want to read you something from the Bible talking about these journeys. And we're going to come back to that word nave. This is where Jesus clearly talks about, like, the need for people. It's, it's interesting, again, with, with Jesus' journey that he gathered 12 people around him, 12 immediate followers. As we would say in our vernacular, his boys, his buddies. And, and he had this group, and there were, there were women who were, who were uh, part of this circle as well, and, and that this circle was out there, and, and somehow even Jesus needed it. Isn't that interesting? And there's never a command, please listen. There's never a command to do it alone. Never a command to do it alone. This is from Mark 6. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village, calling the 12 to him. He sent them out two by two. Could we say that together? Because we're going to come back to it. Ready? Two by two. And gave them authority over evil spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff. In other words, a rod. No bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra tunic. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, shake the dust off your feet when you leave. As a testimony against that place. They went out and preached that people should repent. In other words, should change their mind, should see the world differently. That's why they call it the way. They drove out many demons, in other words, all this negative, dark stuff, and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. So he's asking them to go on a journey. He's saying, and look, look, find people you can go on the journey with. The journey's important. It'll be, it'll be much better if you do it with people. This word knave. This is, I like geek, I love geeky word things. So this is very geeky. This is totally useless knowledge. Any of you watched the show Cheers? Cliff Clavin on that show always had useless knowledge. This is useless knowledge, but it's cool. That word knave, that word knave, it's the main part of a church building, a cathedral. See it right there in the middle? It's where all the people sit. In New Church Live, this is the knave. Now, do you know what the word knave actually means. Means ship. I think that's cool. I know that doesn't impress anyone else but me, but I think that's cool. It's this idea that when we enter this space, that this is a ship. And we're to enter this space, and, and we're to do it together. And a lot of people will say, well, obviously then, Chuck, you are the captain. No, I'm not. You're the ones who see where the ship's going. I don't. I'm facing this way. But there's beauty in that, right? Like, look at this picture of the Bernathan Cathedral. Look at their beautiful nave. that gorgeous or what? By the way, today is the 100th anniversary of the dedication of that building. Now, folks, see that as a ship. If you're seeing it as a slave ship, wrong idea. If you're seeing it as a, as a ship like those old Roman ships with, with oars, you know, it's, it's not about that. It's, it's about a much deeper, richer idea of like it's, it's this journey and we're to, we're to enter into it. And then, and then this journey is to actually take us somewhere. 
as the band comes out, I want you to think, where's this journey supposed to go? Crawl, walk, run. What's this running supposed to be like? And where, where are we supposed to actually start to, to engage in it? And, and one of the things, folks, I think, I think that's so important to understand, too, with this journey, and this is just a little, like, aside. It's easy when we start talking about this journey to, to think, well, once you reach the end, once you reach this third part where you're running, there's no more pain. For those of you who are runners, is there pain when you run? <laughs> yes. There's still pain. There's still challenge. But there's a new kind of joy and a new freedom. Sometimes we have to wait for it. When we come back, I want to talk, really, really dive into, like, what does it look like to really be on this ship, to really get an idea of what it means to move forward, a place where we're connecting our gifts, learning from each other what our gifts are, and then using that to move into an incredible future. That idea, that beautiful idea that there's, there's this world that, that we're waiting on, and, and how do we get there? Like that, that whole question with first steps, the question on this next slide, how do we know where to go? I mean, in a, in a certain sense, folks, like the Wizard of Oz had it easy, right? What did they simply have to follow? Let's say it together. The yellow brick road. My yellow brick road never showed up. I don't know about yours. We don't have one. Thank you. We don't have one. I mean, it's, it's interesting, right? It was just that simple. It's, it's not that simple. Makes for a good movie. But it's not, life is not that simple. And I want to tell you, if we do have a yellow brick road, what, what, it, what it might be. I mean, and here, you know, I could talk about a million different things. I could talk about going to God's word. I could talk about, about service. I could talk about uh, all kinds of different things. Ten commandments, two great commandments, all this stuff. I'm going to try to see it just a little differently. I mean, I think so much of spirituality, here's the point, and we're trying to see it in the round, so I'm going to be taking a little different angle today. So it's not about, like, this is the authoritative answer. This is just one way to maybe see the path, one way to maybe see how that yellow brick road, how that path might, might unfold ahead or might unfold for us. And it's this. An ache that's got a picture on the back side of it. An ache that's got a picture on the back side of it. I want to talk first about that ache. That ache is a very real thing. When people don't have that, I feel like maybe they're missing something out of life. I remember reading a, a book about Tony Dungy, amazing, amazing coach, the Indianapolis, former coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And he wrote a book, and he talked about how challenging it was because one of his sons has a medical condition, I never heard of this, where he feels no pain. Now, in a certain sense, does that sound good? Yes. But folks, think about it for a minute. Do you think that works terribly well? 
No. That ache is part of the human condition. Our task is not to allow it to twist into complaint. It's acknowledged that every single one of you has it. Can I give you some homework for the car ride back home today? Ask everybody what, the, ask your partner what that ache is for them. They'll tell you. That ache, C.S. Lewis put beautiful, beautiful words. This is the guy who wrote The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. He said, it's the scent of a flower we have not found. The echo of a tune we have not heard. News from a country we have never visited. A desire for something that has never actually appeared in our experience, but something our experience is constantly suggesting. That's great language. That's incredible language. That ache, we join with other people in it. It was interesting driving back from a from a uh, going to a parade with my grandson, who's just like no offense, best grandson in the world. Uh, you know, with my grandson, I go into a parade with him, and 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 then getting a call that a parishioner's uh, grandfather had passed. So I go over to the hospital to just be with the family. There's an ache, part of the world, part of our lives, something that needs acknowledged, something that needs spoken to. And it's interesting because on the other side of the ache, there's this vision or this picture of human flourishing. On the other side of this ache, there's a special vision of the good life, an implicit picture of human flourishing. That's, folks, that's what creates the ache. It's because we can see a world that can be. And the ache is... We know we're not there yet. Does that make sense? It's hard to get language around this. But I think we need to trust the ache. We need as well to trust this picture of human flourishing that God's given to us. We need to be able to have both of those as the human experience. Because what those give in the end, when we put those two together, is this. I'm going to have you say the last R word there. A willing adoption of ultimate responsibilities. It's okay then, if you're in here feeling this ache, to feel tired. It's okay to feel a little bit low. And the trick, I think, so much of the time is to see what's on the picture of the other side of that. What's the picture of human flourishing there? And then to take it one step further. This is where stepping on board, where running, where the yellow brick road might just connect. Where we step onto the other side of that and we, we see what is the ultimate responsibility we're being called to there. And we do that as best we can. Even the pictures, folks, like, like can we take time to just, 
just get this picture of a flourishing world. I mean, just a, just a simple one. I'll just give you a simple one. Is, is, is when you see somebody this week, just that picture of the flourishing world, just take a breath and just be like, oh, I am so glad to see you. Just say that. Don't think, what complaints can I unload on this person? Unless, of course, they're your mother, and then you can unload all you want. But just say that. Like, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad to see you. And, and as well as the picture, like, be aware for little, like, for little, like, goofy, goofy signs from God. I'm going to step over here for a minute, just show you a goofy little sign I had last, just a couple of days ago. So I, I do a lot of weddings over at the Bernathan Cathedral. For those of you online who aren't familiar with it, it's beautiful, beautiful cathedral right across the way. And there's this spot in the cathedral called the vestry. It's the fancy word for the place where the minister gets into robes. That's what that means in Latin. And, and I have, there's a, there's, a, there's a big closet there. And up on the top, sometimes someone hides peanut M&M's. So, so I reach up there to see if there's any peanut M&M's la- left. You know, nice to have right before a wedding. And, and I, I feel this old candle, this old unity candle I'd, I'd used at a, used at a wedding probably about six months ago. So I just thought, oh, that's interesting. A candle, just know if I ever need a spare, I'm good to go. In all honesty, no lie. Three days later, Kevin emails me, Chuck, we forgot to grab our unity candle. Do you know where it is and could we come get it? Now, I could look at that as just happenstance, or I could look at that as a God wink, as a, as, as a part of this picture of what a flourishing life looks like. And, and that's where my choice is. See, folks, when we put ache together, we put this idea of, of ache. What's the ache? What's this picture of, of we have a flourishing life? And then we take on and we say, okay, what's, what's the responsibility on the other side of that? Beautiful things can really happen. You know, beautiful things like this picture from yesterday. Give them a round of applause, folks. That was the Dragon Boat team raising money for cancer research. And, and it, was, it was just so much fun to watch these people go down, watch them doing what they're doing. Wonderful, wonderful group of, of brothers and sisters to this congregation, in this congregation. There's a knave for you. That may not be the yellow brick road, but it is. Gifts offered and discovered together. Folks, this is about cancer research. Is there an ache involved there? Yes or no? Yeah, absolutely. Is there a picture of human flourishing there? Yeah. Is there an embracing of ultimate responsibility there? Yes. We see all those things there. That beauty, that incredible power, and and, and the idea, folks, that that it's it it like it it takes it takes our our commitment and our action to actually bring those things together to actually work through it. 
Now, it's interesting when we, when we read the Bible, that the, the Bible it was an oral tradition. So there's so many beautiful parts that, that people would have heard. I feel people would have heard them differently than we do today, because we tend to read the Bible like in little clips, and they would have read it much more seriatim, in other words, in a series than we would. And, and a lot of it mirrors, like parts that are in the front part before Jesus was born, called the Old Testament, parts in the new part born born after Jesus, written after Jesus was born, called the New Testament, oftentimes they mirror each other. So to circle back, Genesis, the very beginning of the book, to enter the ark, say it folks, two by two. The ship, two by two. We come together, and we connect. And then it goes on to say in Mark Calling the twelve together, he began to send them out two by two. A beautiful line there. And that idea, folks, I think, I think what, what God is asking us again and again is he's saying, look, of course I want you to do things for people. And most importantly, and listen to the slight difference in words here, I want you to do things with people. knowing that there's an ache, knowing that there's a picture, knowing that there's responsibility, knowing that, that all those things are true, and how do we do it with, not just for someone? For someone is good, and it's important. With someone changes the world. I want to show you a couple of pictures of that, and then we're going to see a video here. The first picture of it, and I love this little one here. This is Christian and Connor. This picture made the rounds, and, and Christian, the little boy on the right, Connor, the little boy on the left. Connor has autism, and he was all panicked getting off the school bus on the first day. So Christian goes up, grabs him by the hand, pulls him in. Can you see ache? Can you see a picture of a better world? And can you see adoption of ultimate responsibility there? Can you see that? Yeah, you can absolutely see it. I want to now shift gears into a, into a second one because I feel like there's these ones and they're kind of easy and then there's other ones that are incredibly hard but they, they show the power of, of when we're in relationship, even as hard as relationships, like overwhelmingly hard as relationships can get. How there's even this blessedness there somehow that happens. What we're going to do now is I'm going to share this. And for the online audience, you have links either on Facebook or on live stream that you can go to as we go to the link here. So the live stream is going to, live stream for Facebook and for live stream is going to end now. And just go to the link and then have the conversation. And for those in here, as the live stream ends, I want you to take a look at this video. And I want you again, being aware, yeah, man, there's an ache. Yep, there's a picture of what a new world can look like. And in some way, there's an adoption in new ways of ultimate responsibility. So please take a look at this video. The story there, the story there is that young man, his, his uh, brother had been, been very tragically killed by that police officer. Police officer went into the wrong apartment. It was, she lived in this apartment building. She goes into the wrong apartment. She sees 
his, his brother there. She thinks he's an intruder. Uh, she ends up taking his life. She ends up convicted of murder. Uh, and, and this is his brother talking about forgiveness. Now, now these pieces here, folks, like it's, it's hard to look at that, right? It's hard to like, like hold that. It's, it's, it's just, that's hard spiritual stuff. And yet I, I feel that when we can lean into, and not lean into like in a yippy skippy way, but just lean into, yeah, there is this ache. Yeah, there is this picture, this picture we have of a flourishing world. And yes, there is this adoption of ultimate responsibilities. That, that this is the stuff that changes the world. Not the next technological breakthrough. Not the next fastest iPhone. But this is the stuff that starts to change the world. Now, it's, it's never to say, never to say, right, that, 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 uh, you know, that the, the police officer doesn't deserve jail time and all that. It's not that at all. It's to say that there's part when I see a video like that, that I think, yeah, that's, that's the world that, that Jesus is somehow calling us into. And whether we look at it in ways that are, that are, that, that can be sort of, um, inspiring and, and uplifting in, in their own way, like the dragon boat race, or ways that, have, that, that feel a little heavier, like this news story, that both are held by God, and both are our call into that next thing. Our job is to say Yes. In the new church, he talks about turning your life over for Christ. New church circles, you would probably hear more language around following the Lord. Doesn't really matter. It's, it's, it's like looking to, to how do we give our lives over to this thing? Acknowledging again the ache of life. Acknowledging again that we all carry within ourselves the picture of a flourishing life. And all are somehow saying yes as a group together to those ultimate responsibilities. Knowing that when we do that, we discover new gifts and we discover them together. So I'm struggling with a little bit about how to close this service today. Because I don't want to leave people here, you know, feeling like down and heavy. I want you to feel rich. I want you to feel the depth of your soul. I want you to feel the confidence that I have and that I know God has. That you have a gift. A gift is oftentimes just on the other side of that ache. And I want to leave you with a call. Figure out a way to step on board, to run, to take that next step, that ultimate responsibility. And in a very light way, sign up for a small group. Just a simple way to connect. Simple way to have conversations around things like this. Because things like this 
my beloved friends matter. Amen. I'd ask you now to please join me in a prayer. I'm going to offer a prayer, then you have your opportunity to say your own prayer. Then we have a wonderful song with some wonderful harmonies to lead us out there into the world. So please join me. Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. Thank you for your presence over this entire series. Lord, help us to understand more and more the power in our lives. Help us, Lord, to find ways again just to settle in, to acknowledge that part in our life that feels empty, that feels in pain. Knowing again there's a picture on the other side of that. Knowing again on the other side of that is a responsibility, an ultimate responsibility we can grab a hold of. Help us to be that, Lord. And help this church. Help this church attract and serve. Attract the people that it can serve. Attract the people that can find in here a home. And Lord, if it's not here, allow them to find it somewhere else. But Lord, this journey, we're on it together. And as always, what we know is this. The journey in the end is good. Bless our ways this week, Lord. Allow this last song to lift us up in song towards you, towards others, towards a reimagined future and a reimagined world, one known by connection, one known by community, no one left out, no one alone. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv. 